Hey, I don't want to be left alone locked up in this bar all night. <laughs> what did it dream? Once in a while, man needs a little time to himself. <laughs> A, a colorful graphic here that shows instances of bullshit like this are on the rise. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. <laughs> <laughs> the government's out to get you. NASA's out to get you. The NSA's out to get you. Well, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Please ask public not to shoot after recent Bigfoot sighting. Discussion we've been having lately about Bob Lazar and what he did at Area 51. We ain't found shit! Open the gates. Open the gates! I was sitting there, I said, first fucking thing I like about Utah was underground. <laughs> Nothing else. Fucking, you know, at least they make a decent, halfway fucking decent, but I was like, oh, God, you know. So. Hey, did you, uh, your bars are not have actual 4% beer, not 4% by volume, but 4% alcohol. That's what I fucking heard. So let me get to, let me ask you a question. Are you guys pouring anything there? That Not yet. I'm sure, um. So okay. there was another bar that is still... They're already having shit on tap that is 4%. Really? Even though it didn't pass. And so I was like, they're probably not supposed to. No, that's definitely the case. <laughs> um, there's been a couple of places that have come about. Like, are you familiar with Full Suspension? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Full Suspension, there was a bar around town. You know, like I said, not throwing any names out there. But, you sure. know, there was a bar around town. They had Full Suspension on Nitro. Oh. And so we were like, wow, that sounds... You know, that has to yeah. be pretty solid. So I start asking around, asking around. Well, it turns out they're bootlegging the keg from Colorado. <laughs> it was 5% and it was nitro. That's funny. So, you know. Oops. And we ended up getting yeah. in trouble unintentionally because we asked the, the DABC, you know, how do right. we get right. that said keg? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they're like, you can't. That's mm, Yeah, all these weird laws. Well, you know, for those of you listening, uh, you may wonder why I have this expert on uh, Salt Lake City liquor laws. Uh, here on Strange Uncles. Um, number one, welcome to Strange Uncles. Thank How's you, everybody doing you. out there? And how are you doing, Brooks? Uh, you know, it's been a rough couple of days, but <laughs> things are looking up. I'm glad to be here, you know? So so for those of you guys who listen, I, I, you know, we tried to line this up like, what, two days ago? Yes. And you had a... a botulism? Food poisoning? Uh, mystery sushi. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the worst fucking kind ever. Yeah, I'm always open to trying new places, but I don't think I'll be as open to mm -hmm. trying new sushi places. Yeah. So stick to what I know. The raw food thing, you know? Yes. It, it is what it is. Yes. Um, anyway, so this is Brooks um, Mandrick. From actually here from Salt Lake, and uh, I kind of befriended him, uh, Josephine and I, because you know we got a local watering hole that we kind of go to, and uh, and he's always bartending. His mother actually is the owner of the bar, and it's kind of a family-run business, and it's kind of cool. So you know, him and I got to talk one day, and and uh, I found out he likes weird shit, and so I'm like, dude, fuck, come on, let's talk about some weird shit. So that's what we're about to do. So um, 
Another thing that I kind of want to talk about um, is that we have been a little amiss as of late. Um, sorry, guys. So it's been two weeks since I actually released an episode. Uh, for those of you kind of following along, you know, I did have a trip to Columbus, Ohio. And I had some things going on. Um, so it just life got in the way. So I guess, you know, with that being said, I apologize for anybody who may be listening. However, <laughs> we're kind of back in the swing of things. And um, I think we kind of got a pretty cool topic on this one. Um, this is going to be episode 29.5. And being that I have uh, the infamous Brooks in the house, we decided that our main topic, we're going to actually talk about uh, haunted bars. You know, not only here, but kind of across the country. Uh, kind of a cop because you know, I fucking like drinking and I like ghosts. Of course. Yeah. What, what, what beats drinking and ghosts? What a fucking concoction. <laughs> Not like it's a Scooby-Doo mystery, but it's fucking fun. A good buzz and a good scare. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about. Well, we're going to cover a couple uh, couple things in the beginning here now. So we're going to kind of go into um, we're gonna go into some real news. Stand by. Good education is not what fills your heads with facts, but what stimulates curiosity. Then you learn for the rest of your life. Didn't you fuckers learn anything at college? All right, so real news. Um, one thing, too, I kind of wanted to mention that uh, I just found out about today, sadly enough. I think it happened either last night or today. So for those of you who may know who uh, Lorraine Warren is, which, does that ring a bell to you? It, it The name does sound familiar, but I, I couldn't. Conjuring, things like that. Okay, so they're okay. based on actual. Mm-hmm. So Lorraine and Ed Warren were um, parapsychologists back in the 60s, 70s. If most of you know the name if you follow Conjuring, some of these other shows, because they were based on their cases. Um, she passed. So, uh, kind of a bummer. Her husband died a while ago, but, uh, you know, she... So, really cool fact, in that very first Conjuring, you know, if you see, like, uh, the people that play Ed and Lorraine Warren up on, mm-hmm. on the stage, and they do the scan of all the kids out and, you know, listen to their speech type right. thing, you see this old woman in the very front, kind of, as they pan through. That's her. Okay. She actually did a cameo. Guess the yeah, yeah. So, but uh, whether you believe it or not, whether you think they were bullshitters or not, some people say they were full of hoaxes. But honestly, I don't know. You know, you can take it for what you want to leave it, but it's still kind of sad. They yeah. make a footprint. There's weird stuff out there. Mm, I know it's crazy. Speaking of weird stuff and shitty things, we are going to talk a little bit about Notre Dame. What a tragedy that was. Yep, what a tragedy that was. And the whole thing is, no matter what you, most of you know where I fucking stand with religion. So don't write me hateful emails, by the way. But, you know, no matter what religion is, Notre Dame is like, it's 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 a wonder of the world. You know, I mean, it's just awful for that to happen. Anyway, um, I, you had some insight on it. One thing that I kind of had on the Notre Dame thing, which I didn't really know, um, Notre Dame actually was built on an existing pagan temple. So they were kind of going to make a, I think, I mean, if I was Catholic, squash this. We're going to build something bigger and fucking better. <laughs> like, how big's our dick, right? And that's kind of yeah, what yeah, I, I feel like. Uh, yeah. Bragging your rights. Right, right exactly. So, you know, quick little random fact, first of all. One uh, positive note of everything is uh, Notre Dame actually had a, a couple beehives. that had three beehives in it. So there's 180,000 bees that are alive and well inside the... Oh, Jesus. The, you know. After the fire? Yes. Everything's oh, all alive. Wow. You know? So that was... Uh, I read that this morning. Interesting news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're saying that it's uh, it's part of a bee rehabilitation program. You know how they were talking like about it. Bees on heroin type thing? All fucked up? Not or? so much that, but they're saying with... <laughs> If we don't have bees as humans, we're we're screwed without right. you know them pollinating right. everything yep. you know. Yep. So they have a 
basically sanctuary inside the Notre Dame that mm-hmm. is, like I said, 180,000 bees over three Jesus hives. That's Christ. impressive. But uh, the person in charge of it this morning, as they were looking over the wreckage, they saw, you know, bees were flying in and out. So he goes, mm-hmm. okay, and they're alive. Mm-hmm. Apparently they need to do more investigating. Um, huh. Bees don't have anything to, like, they have no carbon dioxide in their lungs. Right, all, right. Nothing at all. Yeah. So that we'll see how it affects them that's why you can uh, basically put bees to sleep you know if you oh, get them and all that right stuff. right so right basically okay. they think that the smoke put them to sleep they just took a nice nap and uh <laughs> they, they woke up all as well still i mean it's not funny you know? but it's like <laughs> could you fucking imagine if you're like a bee you wake up and you're like what the fuck's going on there was a tower here right you well, know well on top of that even if even if they knew they were doomed uh, interesting part about european bees mm-hmm. they stated is european bees will not ever abandon their hive They'll start to oh. gorge themselves on honey, you know, yeah. defend the queen. But if that place was burning down, right, they're right. burning with it. That's their home. Wow. So. That's fucking loyalty right there. Indeed. I'd have to agree. Ah, wow. Jesus. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually kind of cool. Um, there was another thing that they're reporting about Notre Dame that, that I thought. And again, you know, this is kind of, you know, me and religious zealots. I, I've, I've got my cup of tea, my cup of thrown over with them. Um, now in the news, there's a bunch of, oh, gee, you know, you saw Jesus in the fire of Notre Dame. Let's stop. Can we just can we just stop? I mean, it's bad enough. Tragically, it happened. Don't add more shit to it. You know, I maybe that's just my opinion, but I'm like, oh, okay. No, you're right because this is uh, not related at all. But go back a couple years around Christmas time, mm-hmm. the uh, Starbucks cups that came out that yeah, yeah, yeah. were basically anti-Christian because they oh, said, I heard about what, that. you know, people love to associate religion with anything. Right. So right, right, if right. you think you so, if you know, yeah. they're gonna. Yeah, same thing. Exactly. Same exact yeah. thing. Now, on the flip side of that, too, I mean, hey, if it makes you feel better and you have, but you know, if that, and I can see, I guess, you know, it's horrible, horrible thing to have happen. I, I mean, I find it horrible, and I'm not even close to Catholic, but I guess at the end of the day, if seeing something like that makes you feel better, I, I don't know, but still, it, it's like, you know, Jesus on my toast, Jesus on my cracker. I, I don't know. I, I just get fucking fed up with the whole thing, but yeah. Some people swear they've seen him, man. You know, how do you yeah. argue with the believers? That's true. Yeah. And again, if it makes you happy, tickle pink for you, but just keep your craziness on your own side of the crazy force. That's I don't want to fucking do it. push it on other people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What do you, uh, what else you got? So uh, a little controversy on the end of that. Not that you know, oh. nothing happens without controversy, of mm-hmm. course. Right. Of course. So in the wake of the tragedy, you have, uh, you know, some pretty. A, you got billionaires, you have high-end luxury companies, you mm-hmm. got people that are donating money to basically reconstruction of everything, mm-hmm. which you would think may be more on a positive note. Now, there's controversy with that. So let's see. We got to look at uh, one of the three companies involved. You have uh, LVMH, which is the parent company of Louis Vuitton, Dior, Givenchy, a couple others. They are going to pledge $225 million towards wow. the rehabilitation no shit. Just, you know, one company alone. Okay. Then you got a couple French billionaires. I didn't get their names, but nonetheless, $100 million each. Apparently, they're kind of competitors with each other. I'm richer than you are, et cetera. <laughs> so one donated a million, $100 million, excuse yeah, me. Yeah. The other one's like, well, I'm going to match that, $120 million. So you got $220 million match. between two billionaires. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Uh, so you're looking at what you got 200 million plus another 220 420 million dollars between a company and two individuals throwing l'oreal paris they got a hundred million donation as well hmm. and then one more carig or caring excuse me is the parent company of gucci alexander mcqueen uh yves saint laurent and uh, a couple others they pledge 112 million u.s dollars i'll be damned so the controversy arises well, in that is uh there's a couple social issues going on in europe you sure. know you know if oh you, yeah, if you yeah, yeah. Along. right 
So the public is a little concerned about the fact that you have basically six investors right there, private investors, almost $600 million mm-hmm. towards the rebuilding of the Notre Dame. Well, again, mm-hmm. it's a significant thing. Sure, sure. However, why not fix the issues within the country? You know, I, I kind of see, because, I mean, you have mm-hmm. U.S. private investors as well. The uh, um, Apple CEO, Tip Cook, he said right. he was going to invest. I've heard Donald Trump was going to put a little into it, you know. So yeah. people are throwing their money towards it, but right. that's uh, going towards a little civil unrest inside of uh, and, and Paris I could, itself. I could see that with everything going on. And I think I heard, actually, I'm not even going to, something's going on about the donations and the money that was involved and somebody that had donations says okay we're going to donate but only if you do this for the welfare side of yes it's like a tit for a tat mm-hmm. type thing mm-hmm. and, I, and i can't remember i'm not really going to speak for it because i don't know what the name it's was. not a one-sided donation by any means there's, right there's exactly. some sort of benefit coming yeah. out of it yeah, 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 and yeah, they didn't yeah. actually really there was a about two sentences on that and it basically said exactly what you just mm-hmm. said is is they are looking for some sort of return they didn't really touch on it. I don't know if that's due to the controversy. There's more private matters involved, but right, they didn't right. really throw a whole lot of information on that side of it. They just right. this is what's going on and the story. Hmm. So well, interesting yeah. there. Yeah, that's something else. Well, you know, out of the ashes rises a phoenix. I guess you know, as sad as it is, it took almost 200 years to build that thing. But um, I mean, that's crazy. Wants, they want to rebuild it in five years. Uh, that's let's not rush it. Well, no. You know, I mean, well, it's he, not a timeline. They, they, they promised five years. Yeah. Macron, so. Emmanuel. Oh Macron, yeah, okay, yes. okay. Cool. So he said, five years they'll have it rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Most people, architects, except experts on that, they're saying ten years would be pushing it. You know, so right. we'll see. Right. But I've seen uh, there's been advertisements. You know, the uh, the KLM, the the airline, they're offering free flights to Paris. If oh, wow. you're willing to work on the cathedral to oh, rebuild wow. it and everything like that, so there's definitely that would a, be a, a neat opportunity. I mean, I would. Why well, yeah, I take my time? Why not? But you know, I mean, a free flight, but you're paying to live there. It's right, a, little, right. It's a small incentive for a larger picture, especially yeah, yeah, five yeah. years of construction. Yeah. So. Well, you know, on the same front, I think more of a humility factor. It would be really neat. Again, no matter what race, creed, religion you believe in, just to help. You know, I, I think that would kind of be. You know, I don't know. That make me feel pretty good That's about true. It's you know, more what of a, I want to a do. good deed as a human, right? For humanity right, right. Itself. Humbling. Something to be said about that. That's cool. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Well, we're gonna get uh, weird like we usually do, but we did want to cover the Notre Dame thing because it it, it is truly sad. Um, there's another church that burnt down too, really close within the same time frame, and I just you know I, I just I, I see that stuff, and I and I do legitimately feel sorrow for those people because that's you know that's kind of their their way of life and. You know, so my heart's out for him, despite my um, my hated, hateful for the religion in general. Um, cool stuff here. So again, let's get a little weird. Cut a news report um, earlier on this week about uh, there's a video that was out, and it is about an alien spacecraft that was seen around the moon. So for those of you who might or might not pull this up, it was actually April 15th that was taken. Uh, and you can find, you know, if you just type in uh, spacecraft behind the moon or spacecraft around the moon, what basically happened, there was an amateur photographer that had a, a telescoping lens he was practicing with, is the story. And he was focusing on the moon during the day. Um, you could visibly see the moon. And I actually showed Brooks this video just before we started this podcast. Um, and you can see a fucking orb or something close to it that just, it's there and slowly just kind of tucks behind the moon. And for ratio, the moon versus the size of it would be? 
Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe golf ball to a medicine ball size. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, right, medicine right. ball. You threw that shit out in 1930s term. You want to go sit on my Davenport over here? Do some crunches. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought that was uh, I thought that was interesting just for the whole thing. You know, kind of amazing. Um, what do you got on your side? So, a uh, quick little, uh, in terms of science, we got the first ever uh, 3D printed heart has been made. Granted, it's, it's it's more fit for a rabbit. It's not functional, they said, they you know, for oh, a human. Okay. It's not anything like that. But scientists were actually able to use a, um, a synthetic tissue hmm. that they put into the printer. You could put it inside of a body. You know, this is all, relatively speaking, it's a yeah, breakthrough. Yeah, yeah. Right. But in terms of, in science, to have a actual heart with everything involved, you got all the heart valves, everything. You could hook oh, hoses shit. up to it, essentially. Huh push things through it it's not going to beat but hmm. they got the 3d printed heart which you know 10 years they're Crazy. saying raising you're going to have potentially every high-end hospital around the country around the globe right is going to have 3d printed organs available in this 10 whole, years from now this whole 3d thing in general where you can do that i mean that blows my fucking mind they're doing that on the space shuttle actually international space shuttle they're sending like uh f- equations up mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. and they're planning on doing a 3d where they can print 3D tools, things they need. To fix things in Yeah, space, I mean, so think space. about that shit. Uh, you know, you don't have to... No carrying things up, no... Oh, goddamn, I forgot that in my backpack. I said some fuck for eight months while I float up here in space. I mean, you know, that's just a cool idea, but how far does it go? You know? Yeah, that's... There, there's, a, there's a humanitarian thing there, too. Like, how far does it go ethically? Because you could really fucking screw the pooch. It's kind of like China talking about bringing back the mammoth. Eh, did you guys watch Jurassic Park? Right, Do you think this is a right. fucking good thing? I don't think it's a good thing, but... Mm. Well, especially in terms of ethics, you got that. Then you got jobs at stake as well. Okay, well, if you're, yeah, true. Say, you start 3D printing cars, you start right. 3D printing organs, etc. Right. right, Where does that do in terms right. of jobs? And, you yeah. know, our population's not getting smaller. No. No, no, it leads down a weird road. One uh, weird thing as well, actually, that I just saw about a week ago, there was some archi- basically to the U. They they revealed at the UN there was architects, science, you know, a whole panel of experts to say the least mm-hmm. in, in every field of, of construction, architecture, oceanography. There's actually a plan to release a community. Well, I don't know to release, but a, a community on the ocean that's self-sufficient. It'll be moored to the ocean floor, but you'll have basically individual islands that are called villages people are living on the ocean and right self-sufficient they farm underwater and you know this and there's no way this is within the next 20 years but there's right, actually right. plans to basically have human populations out on the ocean water world i mean is kevin Costner involved because <laughs> if he is it's gonna be a shit show but i'm just just saying yeah the ending doesn't go well. <laughs> you know the ending doesn't go well fun fact for those of you who know water world i love and again i like kevin Costner; he's a good actor but that movie number one for what it would cost to make it because they built that whole fucking thing out there off the coast of some Hawaiian island, I think. Well, then there was a fucking storm. Some kind of hurricane happened, and it sunk the entire set. Everything. They had to rebuild it over again. Like, they lost, like, $3.1 million it took them to fucking build this thing. Well, that's the, that's the cool thing with the new one. Yeah. Maybe learning from the movie. Is <laughs> it, it's Learn sustainable from movies, people. with, you know, hurricanes, tornadoes, and actually, yeah, yeah. not for the viewers by any means. Oh, yeah. Was, uh, yeah, I think I saw that, actually. That's interesting. Well, cool. You know what? Good. Thinking out of the box. Um, I have a feeling, the, the whether you believe it or not, the global warming, we're going to have an issue here Indeed. Uh, quicker than later. Indeed. And so if somebody wants to think out of the box trying to make something work, uh, good, well, good on you. Global, why did we just get a snowstorm, you know, just I, a couple I, weeks ago? I don't yeah, fucking know. Yeah. Yeah, it, is, it is what it is. It's crazy. 
Um, cool fact. So here's another one that happened actually last week. Uh, the British Museum curator, uh, Irvin Finkel, uh, he discovered a 4,000-year-old piece of a Babylonian tablet that they believe uh, possibly could be building instructions for the ark uh, for Noah's Ark. Now, problem with this, I don't believe in the fucking Bible and shit in it. I don't believe in the Ark of Covenant. I don't believe in Noah's Ark. I don't believe you took fucking 40 days and 40 nights on the thing. But at the same time of not believing that, I'm a very open-minded person. And if you show something to me, we're talking earlier, you know, if a UFO landed in my backyard and Jesus stepped out, I go, all right, you've got my attention. Indeed. This is the same thing. It's got my attention. I mean, if there's something to be said about this, that's kind of a that's kind of a milestone. Well, I mean, when you have building materials, potential square footage of, of said, you know. Right. You know, right. You got what is it, cubits? Is that how they built it? You know? That's what they said. And, yeah. and two, and a, two and a half or 2.2 square miles is, is, like you said, the cubits of it, which right. is about a football field and a half, I believe is what, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, almost two foot. That's, mm-hmm. that's a large yeah. well, floating yeah. device by all right. means. Right, you know? especially back in the day. So kind of crazy you know and if this does come true you know yeah i'm a standby we'll see what the updates on that you know maybe it was mistranslated i don't know but interesting i'll still take a little bit of a, a realistic take on it because even if the if it was real mm-hmm. you have noah's or right how did they get two of every single animal could you imagine that fucking yeah. job oh. hey larry yeah noah i want you to go out i want you to gather two fuck you noah i'm not doing that there's no way i can do that here's Look. a net Good luck with the butterflies. I thought that was Steve Irwin's job. Didn't he die in the process <laughs> well, of getting I every... I so. <laughs> the fucking alligators and the crocodile? No, that's a crocodile. We need two alligators. Oh, god damn it. What's these things? Platypuses. Leave them. They're fucking weird looking. Yeah. <laughs> Leave all the ugly ones out. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. All right. So another thing to... Uh, and we'll kind of end this uh, real talk. Um, and this kind of goes back, I guess, to the, <laughs> the global warming discussion that we had earlier. Yeah, heaven forbid it happens. But, you know, I, I think we really have to prep for something. Um, shit's happening in the Antarctic. I mean, shit's happening everywhere. But when you talk about giant glaciers fucking shells, breaking off, cetera, ice... Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not a good thing. But the cool thing about this, and I guess this is just maybe me thinking it's cool, um, the melting ice in the Antarctic could reveal secret Cold War bases... So, there's different things to this. Um, they are finding, which is, is very macabre, so bear with me, but they're finding a lot of uh, bodies from, like, hikers, say, on Mount Everest um, that tried to hike it that didn't make it over, you know, 100-year time frame that literally they're finding trapped. Um, you look at, as ice melting, uh, you have possible ancient diseases that we never fucking had before right. and that's going to come out. Right. Um, but then aside from all that, they have this these Cold War things. And uh, I'm actually in the middle of a write-up for the whole Antarctica, Cold War, Nazis involved. There's a lot of weird stuff there, whether you believe it or not. I don't know. I think maybe Nazis kind of... I think they were just interested in Antarctica just as much as we were just because of isolation value. I mean, shit. You're in the middle of nowhere. Who's going to fuck with you? Right. You know? right. But they're starting to find these buildings... They really can't account for, and they're in groups and they're in clusters. Of course, you know, the government's like, well, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But this is interesting. As this happens, you know, and we find all this long-lost history that's been, like, swept under the carpet, now here it comes. So, hmm. Yeah, well, I don't, I mean, anytime something comes up from the history, the government seems to not have a fucking clue. Isn't that funny how that works? Every fucking time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, see no evil, hear no evil. Yeah, we Most have no the public's just going to find the... Yeah, yeah, yeah just exactly. fucking... Yeah, anyway. Um, so they're using... Was it, were, they, were they using heat mapping 
to find out. That, yeah, you kind of similar too, but they're finding like between that sonar, mm-hmm. as ice is getting smaller, the snow is getting yeah. Now okay. they're they're finding these things. Um, there is also another crackpot theory that that I'm trying to. <laughs> I I would love to just to laugh at these people and put it down, but it actually is interesting that there's um a group of pyramids that are found in Antarctica that uh, they literally can say that they are a pyramid that has been built. Uh, I eh, I don't know. You know, till I see it. It's come on, Google Earth. You know, make it work for me. We'll see what's going on. Um, but that's kind of all we had on the real facts, weird news stuff. Uh, just real quick for our promotions too. Remember us, please. You know, not only listen to us, but you can find the website mystrangeuncles.com. Um, there, I actually have some articles and some researching. You can find all the podcasts there. To all the podcasts there too. So if you're at work and you're fucking around on the computer and your boss doesn't give a shit. Great way to listen to it. You know, we're cool. Um, write us if you have stories or you have information or you want to tell us to fuck off, by all means. Uh, strangeuncles at gmail.com. And we actually have a, uh, not really a hotline. Um, you can leave a little two, three minute message on same thing, story, topic. I, we would love to hear if you had an encounter with something that you can't imagine or Bigfoot from aliens, whatever it is, whatever is weird and eclectic out there, I'd love to hear it from you. Um, you can call us at that number at 801-252-6945, 801-252-6945, and just uh, leave a message. So we will get them. Um, next, we are going to actually roll into kind of a cool topic uh, that uh, we did a little bit of research on. When I was in Columbus, I actually had the opportunity to visit some of these places. And Brooks has some history, too, on some of these here that are local, along with some of my things that I've seen local. Uh, this more likely is going to be a part one, part two-ish type thing. We're going to make this a part one. Um, more likely on the part two uh, piece, we're actually going to have a live interview in Provo, Utah that we had uh, for those of you who remember and follow, I'm actually one of the sound engineers for a paranormal group here, local in Utah, called Ochre Paranormal Investigators. And I went over there with one of the lead investigators, and we interviewed the bartender, and we're going to set up a um, investigation. So kind of cool, and that'll probably be on part two. But uh, meanwhile, open the gates. <laughs> ever been worried about running into a spirit in a place where you drink your spirits? The place has been here since 1889. The bar is original to the building. The owners of a bar near LA posted video that seems to show a chair suddenly just fall over with no one there to push it. I found myself slipping away just inside of death. Yeah, so it's kind of ironic, too, because, uh, you, you know, you do, you are actually are a pretty goddamn good bartender, I must say. I appreciate that. You know, just you. to, you know, not to, I don't want to get your head all fucking no, big no, or anything. Uh, I but, you know, that. <laughs> um, I, you know, my uncle owned a bar he built from scratch. Of course, he was an alcoholic, so that's probably why he built the bar. <laughs> but, you know, I came from a town, Victor, Montana, and literally there was a little over 300 people in this town, and there was like four bars, and they were busy all the fucking time. Like, wow. it was just like, that's it's Montana. It's a drinking town. Yeah, it's a, dr- well, Montana's like a drinking state. There's nothing else to do. You fucking know everybody's business. Coors somebody, in Montana. Oh, huh? Jesus, yeah. Well, <laughs> Rainier at the time in Olympia, you know. But, you know, I knew everybody there when I was a kid. You know, my mom would do the counts and the taxes and, and everything. And every now and again, she'd pitch in and she would um, bartender for Uncle Sam. 
And uh, I remember, you know, there was the Birdman. And we call him the Birdman because when I was 15 and I was trying to get my license, I drove him home one day because he was drunk as shit. And I had practice anyway. And he had this beat up fucking El Camino. And we drove up to his house and, and he goes, okay, you give me five minutes and then you can leave. I just want to make sure that I got all my light stuff off. And I'm like, okay. So I'm sitting out there in the car and I'm waiting. And I was going to drive back to the bar to leave the car. Mm-hmm. And then I see from this fucking bathroom window, arms flailing around, this curtain's pulling down. Somehow a bird got into his toilet. Anyway, we, so we call him the Birdman. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There was Suds. There was Diamond Jim, who was some gay retired forest ranger. I mean, these people made my life, made my childhood. <laughs> this is what I do. This right. is the people I do. But on the flip side of that, I'd also hear about... Uh, just bars and haunts. You know, you think about, especially these bars that are like, and Brooks, you've got a couple of them that are back east where you're looking at like 16, 1700s. These things were built. Over 300, 400 years. You got something right. coming up. Absolutely. You know. Right, right. And who says it was always a bar? You know, a lot of these things were changed. A lot of things these were adapted. Mm-hmm. Um, good example. When I went to actually to Columbus, Ohio, um, there was a bar there. We actually couldn't get into it. But it was called the Char Bar. And it actually was a mortuary. For a long time. Okay. And it's going to go some hauntings indeed <laughs> without fail. <laughs> exactly. Right. Poor choice and location. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, you know, it just amazes me with these things. So, um, we decided we were going to cover haunted bars. And we got a, some local, and I've got some own experiences of my own. Um, hope you guys really enjoy it. Uh, it was kind of fun to write and see this. Um, but, yeah, let's go down the rabbit hole. Open the gates. Hey, can I get a beer over here? So, I, first one I pulled up, and this is kind of this is interesting where it was at, basically. But Tempe, Arizona, there's a place called Casey Moore's Oyster House in Tempe, Arizona, okay. right? And again, the the bad thing about Western bars, I think, is that they're not really as old, I guess, yeah, as you're talking, street. right? Massachusetts things like this, but still fucking cool. Um, so this is <laughs> this place is haunted, written all over, evidently. Uh, it was built in 1910. It was originally the home of William and Mary Moore. Uh, of course, they both died in the house, which, you know, there's not a good start to the story right there. Uh, and of course, what did it turn into? Turned into a brothel. So now you got people that built this place. They died in the place, and they thought to honor their memory, they're going to turn it into a whorehouse. Win-win for everybody. Maybe they were... Uh... <laughs> Pretty active couple, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe. I, yeah, it could be, could be. Uh, so easy, even as a brothel, uh, many lives and the guests and everything said girls uh, had numerous encounters with weird shit that, that just never could be explained. And it was over a long, long stretch of time, too. Um, everything from things flying across the room, shadows, footsteps heard. Um, and then slowly after that, it kind of turned into a bar. And they still have the haunts. So, you know, here's a building that just has some fucking history and energy right mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of a lot of that yes i actually lived in arizona for a little while and uh casey moore has a casey moore's it actually has a reputation throughout basically the entire state you know hmm. not only for the hauntings they do have good food it's uh you know if you want to go on a nice date night you can go to casey moore's but it is actually um like i said i i lived in north northern phoenix you know which mm-hmm. is you're about 30, 40 minutes away from Tempe. Oh, okay. And, I was and we wondering. heard about stories, yeah. you know, about ghosts there and everything like that. Yeah. So it, it has its own reputation throughout the state, actually, in terms hmm. of being haunted. And, you know, if you want a, a nice dinner and a good scare, <laughs> head down to Tempe. <laughs> That's you'll find it right, right there. You know, yeah. so. Do they have that on their sign? They should have that on their sign. Fucking nice dinner and a good scare. 
It could be could be anything. It's a good sales pitch. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, there's another one actually that's kind of in the western area, uh, known as Old Town Pizza in Portland, Oregon. So I find in my experiences, like you visited Arizona, you've been here for a while. Um, I know the Northwest a lot. Been all over the Northwest. Um, this is kind of a, a favorite of the Northwest area. Um, evidently, the ghost there is known as Nina. Uh, Nina loves pizza. So they say. Now, I don't know how she's eating it, but, you know, that's what it is. So the story behind the Old Town Pizza uh, is this. So Nina evidently was an enslaved prostitute, again, with the fucking brothels and the prostitution. Sounds like a, there's, a, there's a correlation here between think there's a pattern and, and whorehouses. <laughs> <laughs> I sense a pattern. Uh, so she was a former prostitute um, at the former Merchant Motel, which existed over a century ago. Uh, however, the lobby of the original Merchant Hotel is exactly where the tap room for the old pizza is now. Um, she is known to look over people's shoulders. She shifts pizza pans around. Um, I I enjoy good pizza, but I fuck you. I'm not going to eat there, especially if you mess with my pizza. Don't touch my food. I'm eating here. <laughs> Respect. That's all I ask. The crap my goddamn style. But, you know, going into uh, you know, the western side... There's actually a bar here locally in Utah. It's hmm. the oldest bar in Utah. It became a bar before Utah became a state. Opening in 1879, you have the Shooting Star Saloon. You know, Utah becoming a state in 1896. That's a, there's definitely oh, a little bit of history right, there, right, right. by all means. You know? okay. At least you could drink here before it came a state. So. <laughs> before the Mormons mucked it up. But uh, a little interesting history to the bar in itself is uh, the owner, Holkin Olson, he basically had the place open through prohibition without fail hmm. you know every now and then the law enforcement they, they would stop by you'd have the police come by they'd shut it down take him to jail he'd get out of jail go right back to his bar <laughs> start serving more beer alcohol whatever the people wanted yeah, a man was, with perseverance absolutely yeah and uh, you know even a little bit funnier is he would just come back from jail the cops would stop by again well, this time his wife took the heat, and this became a pattern. Is actually from there on out. Is his wife would go to jail for him so he could keep oh no shit the saloon running and you know That's serving serving booze to the people. So yeah. talk about a good woman. I'll tell you that much. Oh right man, there. put a ring on that finger. Oh indeed, shit. indeed. <laughs> but just the place in itself, you know, it's 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 an old small bar. It has a kind of just you walk in, everyone around you, you can you can feel their energy walking alone, yeah, let yeah. alone the history to it. Yeah. Well, they had a bar dog there, and uh, the dog's name was Buck. Buck died in 1953, and in tribute to him being, hmm. uh, you know, a staple of the bar, right. they decided to... Uh, Don't say stuff. Him. Nope. They mounted his head on the bar wall. Oh, Jesus Christ. When you walk into the Shooting Star Saloon, you'll see good old Buck there, you know. He's not a fucking elk. It's a little creepy. It's, it's, a, li- it's a lot creepy. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Damn. But, I mean, he must have been a hell of a dog. They said it was a 300 pound plus St. Bernard. That's a big dog. Oh, my God. That's a big It's a trophy, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, there's history with dogs everywhere. Those are animals. <laughs> but when my dog dies, wow. bury it, get rid of it. Good yeah. memories. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to see it stuffed on my right. wall by any means. No. But, you know. Teach your own. So, on top of that, you know, being an older bar out west, you got a little bit of a, a backstory and a haunting that goes. It's pretty funny. So they had a Whiskey Joe. Whiskey Joe was a regular at, at the Shooting Star Saloon. Hmm. He would come in, and he was known to get a little too intoxicated and never have enough money for his bar tab. So he'd leave a dollar on the counter, say he'd be back the next day to pay it. Well, this became a tradition. So instead of uh, just, you know, putting the dollar in the drawer, they started taking the dollar bills, and they'd put it on the roof. Oh. So the tradition became at the Shooting Star Saloon, you would basically... You, 
you walk in there today, you have dollar bills from the United States, from India, from Paris, from, you know, any, any sort That's of currency. You, cool. you have currency all over the roof. Yeah. This became the tradition. Well, to this day, they, you still see stories, you know, he's sitting in the back playing poker, whatever Oh, it is. no shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Huh. So... Huh. Man, that started the one dollar bill tradition still haunts the place, which is you know I think that's history within itself. If you got the person, and a I'm one to always that kind of loops that. around, it, doesn't it? Though exactly, that's cool. It's kind of oh, cool wow. to see the person that started the history of it all. Huh. And, and people say they still feel good old Buck. He'll yeah. brush past your legs, stuff like that. So uh, yeah. there's definitely um, some spirited individuals. Ah, uh-huh. clever yeah. terminology. I so. like that. You know, not a haunted bar, but I love shit like that. Where so there's a place in um, Ronald Washington. It's near Cleelum. It's kind of about three hours, three and a half out of Seattle, and it's called the Old Number Three. Mm-hmm. Fucking thing burnt down like three times. They they just rebuilt it again, I think, like five years ago. But the tradition was it was named out of one of the last mines that was in that area. Mm-hmm. So when the miners got done working and they knew that the mine was closing down, they came in, they hang up their hats on the bar. And that's that tradition. You have thousands and thousands and thousands of hats. You can't even, all over the ceiling, all over the walls from that tradition. You know, I got a hat, a hat hanging up there. Actually, I put my hat up there, and then like three months later, it fucking burned down. But, and that's in, um, is that Powder Mountain? Where? Huntsville. So oh, okay. if you're coming back from Powder Mountain, mm-hmm. right in between Powder Mountain and uh, basically Snow Basin, right there, oh, okay. right up Weaver Canyon. Do we gotta go up there sometime? I've never been. It's up actually there. a really cool. killer area. It's huh. uh, you go into the Uintas up that area as well. You can k- kind of take the back road in, but it's 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 a different. You're uh, you're a little more isolated in there, so yeah. it's, it's a pretty area. Yeah. You got Mirror Lake Highway up that area, so that's cool. That's cool. That's neat. Yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, Especially something that long. Um, I know the Brick Tavern, too, in Washington State. Again, not haunted, but man. Place was open. Even during Prohibition, they said they would... They're making root beer, or whatever the fuck they called it. And I actually saw the Prohibition tunnels down below that mm-hmm. went to Ronald, that other town I was talking about. It's like two miles up the road. And they and again, not about haunts, but it's just... bar. It's bars in general, the history, I find very... Bar history is just beyond none other. Than there's any so much other history kind of, to almost yeah. every bar. Yeah, know? I mean, think about all that energy, everything going on. So there's a prohibition tunnel in the brick that you can go to Ronald, about two, two and a half miles up the road. And uh, I, if some back in the 40s, the, the original town of Ronald burnt down because they were smuggling shit in the tunnel. And there was an explosion of some sort, and it basically burnt the fucking town to the ground. So they just took the town and moved it over block so it wasn't with the prohibition. So the prohibition <laughs> tunnel could do their thing. It just fucking made ingenuity at its fucking finest. But I'll tell you one anyway. thing too. Looking back at history is take away a man's booze and you'll see what he's capable of. Oh yeah, yep, yep. That was a very very dark era in our in our timeline. Hmm. Very very. They sad. found a way though. They found a way. Good you old moonshine. Uh, a lot of people lost an eye and a leg drinking the weird shit, mixing the bathtub. But other than that, I suppose it's fine. Anything for a buzz, man. It's <laughs> <for a> <laughs> fucking pretty desperate. So. Anyway, but so I got one more locally man. here in uh, in Salt Lake. Maybe not as uh, doesn't doesn't have the notoriety, so to speak. But still, a lot of good stories behind it. Is uh, the Peary Hotel is actually the only historical hotel in downtown Salt Lake City. Well, in okay. the basement of the Pier Hotel, you have a Christopher Steakhouse. Christopher's Steakhouse. They got a little bar in the area. Right. I've uh, I frequented the place several times myself. You know, it definitely has a weird energy to it. You walk hmm. in, and it feels 
a little uncomfortable by yeah. all means. Yeah. But there's a you got consistent stories that you're sitting there along the rail having yourself whatever you may drink, whether it's spirits, beer, etc. Mm-hmm. Wine. They got a couple lounge chairs sitting right around a table just off the, off the end of the rail. And you have consistent stories of people saying they'll be sitting there enjoying a drink and they'll look over and they'll see an individual sitting in a lounge chair, legs crossed, wow. enjoying a cocktail. So whoever the spirit may be, there's it's it's an anonymous spirit. They haven't named it yet, but it's something with the historical hotel. They say it, whether it was a, a groundskeeper, a maid, something like mm-hmm. that. The person that took care of the Peary Hotel likes to drink at the bar. That's I'll the story damned. they put behind it. You know, if huh. you're going to work hard all day, you enjoy a cocktail, sure. and that's actually where they see it the most. Is in the evenings, they'll typically see the the apparition sitting huh. in a chair, leg one hand or let one leg over the other. You know, just hanging out enjoying a cocktail yep. yeah you look once you look away you look back and it's gone but it's a consistent thing you right. know several Damn, stories i didn't just, know that just up the street not too far away from you actually no no it's not i don't think i've ever been there i think i've been next door to mm-hmm. another place but there, I, there, I, I don't know the name of the place um actually it's a it's italian place stone <laughs> stone ground stone ground mm, i think Pizzeria. so mm-hmm. yeah 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 that's yeah. right next door huh but yeah guess, so you guess where i'm going tonight you want to go and have a beer? Yeah, let's go to the watering <laughs> hole and hang out yeah, with the, uh, the good old groundskeeper. Oh my God, that's crazy! Um, so there's a couple other small ones here, um, and then and then we're gonna kind of set up for part two, I think, for everybody. Um, there's one in New York called the Ear Inn Tavern. <laughs> Catchy. Uh, the place has been around since the early turn of the century. Uh, sitting near the Hudson River, it has been forever visited by sailors, pirates, merchants. Which, man, you talk about energy and shit. You get it from a sailor, a pirate, or a merchant. I think that's, pretty, I think that's a pretty good. Uh, a little, uh, a little bit base. heavy on the energy there, right, almost right. right. You're gonna feel that for oh, sure. Oh God! Uh, so there have been many of a ghost scene here, not just one, but they've actually had several. Uh, whether it's from stabbing at the bar that happened, there's been deaths at the bar. Um, again, running pattern evidently was a brothel back in its day. Ding, ding, ding! Somebody had a winner, so now maybe Bad that's why. There, man. Yeah, Bad right. Energy. Um, so there's a ghost sailor named Ricky that is one of the most infamous ones that they know of uh, that supposedly roams a bar, and he likes to tip drinks over. He just comes in, boop, you know, knocks your shit out. A little cat paw, right? Yeah, evidently. Yeah, crazy. Um, there's one other one here in Nevada, actually, that uh, I've been trying to get to, and I have not had the chance to because it's not that far away. It's called the Pioneer Saloon in Good Springs, Nevada. Uh, about 35 miles outside of Las Vegas. It, once, uh, Good Springs was a blooming mining town, um, big, boisterous, you know, and then, of course, like a lot of those towns, it just kind of it sucked up and went dry. Um, but what does remain there is a saloon, which I find funny because in a lot of little tiny towns, you you got a bar and you got a church. Yep. If you don't have anything else, you have a bar and you have a church. It's funny how that never fails. Liquor and religion right, right. somehow seem to always go hand in hand every time. You, you feel every bad, time. right? So you're right there on the next thing. So built in 1913, it had had its fair share of issues, uh, namely a poker cheater that was shot three times. And uh, the holes from the slugs are actually still in the wall. So they say that he haunts that area and that he's known to, to be boisterous. And that's one, you know, that, that really caught my interest. The fact you can walk into that bar, you can still see the bullet holes in the wall that killed that man. Yeah, nobody bothered patching it over, hanging a painting. It's Was still it a right message? There. A little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, you mess with this times. bar, that's what happens? Right, exactly. Yeah, But that's, that's, that's a really interesting one, especially because the man that gets murdered on premise, still hanging out there mm-hmm. playing poker. You know, that's... Yeah. that's you, you walk into that place, you're going to feel that a little bit, especially yeah. looking at those bullet holes. That's 
Except we got a little unnerving, I think, for the most part, especially if you're playing poker and you're a cheater. You and might want to look in a at small the, town. <laughs> what everybody west knows of Las everybody. Vegas. Yeah, yeah, Ugh, yeah. I've been to there. a couple of those little uh, holes in the walls in Vegas mm-hmm. too. Very interesting. These little holes in the walls that you see. You know, anytime you go where there's not a lot of people, that's where the weirdest stuff seems to yeah. happen. You yeah. get away from population. Yeah, you're getting into the realm of the weird. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Least. So, um, we do have a few more that we're going to cover actually in part two of this. And again, it's going to be the haunted bars thing. And then we're also going to bring on uh, the interview. And yeah, hopefully you guys kind of like it. You know, like I said, I uh, I enjoy a good beer, and I don't want it tipped over, and I don't want it. Uh, I don't want to look in the corner of my eye and see something sitting there. But you know, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, you know, I think more than anything, bars are just. Uh, and obviously, we have a running tag with the brothel thing. I don't know what's going on there, but. Anywho. You know, people seem to enjoy themselves there, but obviously not. There's obviously yeah. something else a little yeah. twisted about right, right, that exactly. we don't get to enjoy and yeah. understand. So We're going to go ahead and wrap up. Uh, stand by for part two of this. And uh, again, mystrangeuncles.com, our website, and strangeuncles at gmail.com. Would love to get your emails, uh, any weird stories you guys have. You know, anything is uh, anything is doable. So. Um, thank you, Brooks, for coming on. No, it's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Like yeah. I said, it's, it truly is a pleasure. I appreciate yeah. it, Shane. Not so. a problem. And then uh, I think we're going to go ahead and um, close the gates. The spooky. Yeah. <laughs> close the gates. Oh, daughter of a farming man, alas, with raven locks. I met her at the cock and bulls a tavern by the docks. Although we courted but a week, my love for her persisted. For when with her we swiped in ways I never knew existed. She's a whore, yes, a whore, a lass of myth and lore. A pontifex of oral sexual right until you're sore. Yes, she's a whore, yes, a whore. She is dear to queen and core. Her legs displayed will all get laid by the whore that we adore. Her bosoms were named Mary, for they were pure and white. Her muff was named Elizabeth, cause it was nice and tight. Her nips were named Daisy and Rose, for they're like flowering buds. But her ass was named the River Thames, cause it is full of mud. Yes, yeah, she's a whore, yes, a whore, a lass of myth and lore. A pontifex of oral sex, she'll ride it till you're sore. Yes, yeah, she's a whore, yes, a whore, she is dear to fleet and core. Her legs displayed will all get laid by the whore that we adore. Well, soon after we parted ways, I saw her with me friend. They courted but a week or two, but that came to an end. She then did hop from bed to bed, but what made me so mad? Was after several months had passed, I saw her with me dad. She's oh, a whore, yes, a whore, a lass of myth and lore. A pontifex of oral sex, she'll ride it till you're sore. Yes, she's a whore, yes, a whore, she is dear to fleet and core. Her legs displayed will all get laid by the whore that we adore. One day while at the tavern here, I heard unhappy news. This country lass had died of flap, oh what a tool to lose. Tis not as sad as one may think, as I soon realize. For all those saints now pass around, but big bed in the sky. She's a whore, yes a whore, a lass of myth and lore. A pontifex of oral sex, she'll ride it till you're sore. Yes, she's a whore, yes a whore, she is dear to fleet and core. Her legs are sprayed with all get laid by the whore that we adore. She's a whore, yes a whore, a lass yes, of myth and lore. A pontifex of oral sex, she'll ride you till you're sore. Yes, she's a whore, yes a whore.